We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. go episode 724 of the Al Galdi podcast it is Wednesday December 20th 2023 his name is Tucker Addington and he is the new long snapper for the Washington Commanders Uh, the team on Tuesday morning announced the signing of Tucker Addington to the practice squad and the belief is that he'll be elevated to play in the Commanders next game which is at the New York Jets this Sunday afternoon at one and it now appears even more so that uh, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers will not be returning for this game. Uh, Rodgers on Tuesday afternoon said that he and his recovery from his uh, torn left Achilles tendon it still is not 100% medically cleared and that that clearance likely will not come for another few weeks. Uh, he said this on the Pat McAfee show. So this Sunday afternoon, expect to see Tucker Eddington, uh, but not Aaron Rodgers. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Next segment, a great guest, sports analytics expert Neil Greenberg of the Washington Post. Uh, Neil does a great job of writing about sports from an analytics perspective, including lots of good stuff on the NFL. And so there's a lot that I want to get to with Neil regarding the future of the Commanders, because right now the future uh, is what matters. The seismic football operations change that we all know is coming, led by, of course, the firing of head coach Ron Rivera. Neil will explain what it would mean for the commanders to be big on analytics, as we expect to be the case with Josh Harris as managing partner. Neil will tell us about a surprising discovery in his research on whether NFL teams should in fact favor hiring people with primarily offensive backgrounds as head coaches. Neil will give us his thoughts on the two most discussed currently employed NFL head coaches who've come up as potential commanders head coaches, the New England Patriots' Bill Belichick and the Pittsburgh Steelers' Mike Tomlin. Uh, Neil will assess where we are with quarterback Sam Howell. Neil will break down why sacks are more damaging for an NFL offense than interceptions are. I will even get Neil to opine 
on Capitals left wing Alex Ovechkin being mired in this NHL career worst regular season goal drought of 13 games. All of that and more with Neil Greenberg next segment. Also on the show, I'll review a busy Tuesday night in college basketball. Maryland needed to overcome a nine-point second-half deficit to beat Nickel State 73-67 at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland. Georgetown lost its Big East opener 74-64 at Butler. Number 22, Virginia, got smashed at number 23, Memphis, 77-54. And number 20, James Madison, forced a program record-tying 30 turnovers in an 87-48 round of Coppin State at Atlantic Union Bank Center in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Before we get to some feedback, some Maryland football news. Uh, Terrapins quarterback Talia Tungavailoa will not play in the team's bowl game. So said head coach Mike Loxley in his press conference on Tuesday. The Terps are facing Auburn in the Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee on Saturday afternoon, December 30th at 2. So Talia's collegiate career is over. It ends with him as the Terps' all-time leader in so many major passing categories. He is the Terps' all-time leader in passing yards, 300-yard passing games, total offense, touchdown passes, total touchdowns, passer rating, and completion percentage. He also is the Big Ten's all-time leader in passing yards. He's had a great collegiate career. Now, the knock on Talia is that there is a compiler aspect to him having all of these records. In other words, he was not part of any truly special Maryland teams. He never quarterbacked Maryland to any truly special wins. He just was Maryland's starting quarterback for four seasons, 2020 through 2023. And so he compiled a lot of stats. But he, to me, is the best quarterback Maryland has had since at least Scott McBrien. Uh, Scott McBrien was a Terp starting quarterback for the 2002 and 2003 seasons. I am not holding my breath on Talia being taken in the 2024 NFL Draft. I view that as a possible, but uh, not probable. But whatever the case, a salute to Talia Tungavailoa, uh, who transferred to Maryland from Alabama. Uh, He was with Bama for the 2019 season. Bama for the 2019 season had Talia's brother, current Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, as the QB1 had current New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones as the QB2 and had Talia Tungavailoa as the QB3. Not bad. Uh, Bama for that 2019 season also had current Commanders running back Brian Robinson Jr. But, you know, I can never say the name Tungavailoa and not think back to when the name became famous. January 8th, 2018, the college football playoff national title game. Alabama defeated Georgia 26-23 in overtime at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Interesting to look back on this game. The game ended up being a battle of two true freshman quarterbacks, Alabama's Tua Tungavailoa and Georgia's Jake Fromm, who now, of course, is on the commanders. But Tua in the game came off the bench to replace current Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, and Tua was masterful. He threw a walk-off 41-yard touchdown pass to current Eagles receiver Devontae Smith, (laughs) and the man calling the game for ESPN, Chris Fowler, 
He had a challenging time saying this name that had burst onto the scene. Tonga Vailoa. Take a listen. Alabama. 20 points after halftime, all with Tagovailoa at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What's his name? Uh, Tagovailoa what? All with Tagovailoa at quarterback. Yeah, that guy. Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. All with Tagovailoa at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> you can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, I on X received multiple suggestions for a new word for us to apply to the language of Ron Rivera, what we on this podcast call Ronnie's, of which we had a lot uh, in our discussion on Tuesday's show, episode 723, about what Ron, during his a day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon, said about Sam Hell from Ed on X. Oh, that's a bunch of Ronsense from Commander's Magic Season on X. It's a whole bunch of Ronsense. <laughs> I like that. Ronsense. Ron speaking his Ronnie's spews nonsense. I think that we have something there. Email from Stanley Evans on Sam Hell. Right, Stanley. I've been getting killed on Twitter slash X for not being sold on Sam. I've been getting called everything, LOL. <laughs> I'll go back to what Cam Newton just said a few days ago on his podcast. No one is going into the draft hoping for the next Dak Prescott. Sam is not even Dak, and yet this fan base thinks that I'm crazy for wanting a game changer at quarterback. Yes, I know that it's hard to find that, but does that mean that you don't try? In my opinion, Sam ain't that. He hasn't looked good for the last three weeks, especially this past Sunday. Uh, thank you for the email, Stanley. Well, first of all, never, and I mean never, <laughs> put a ton of stock in what is said on Twitter slash X. Uh, you on Twitter slash X do find plenty of smart and funny things, uh, but you on Twitter slash X also find uh, plenty of dumb and uh, ignorant things. And they're also on Twitter slash X is this like comprehension problem to where People routinely and maybe even purposely misinterpret what you say or exaggerate what you say or assume the worst in what you say and then react as if you said what they say that you said, which you did not say. Uh, hopefully what I just said <laughs> makes sense, but you got to take everything on Twitter slash X with a grain of salt, as the saying goes. Now, as for Sam Hell, yeah. Uh, just like I never agreed with the people who were dismissive of Sam coming into this season, I also never agreed with the people on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, the people who were like lecturing any Commanders fan who after week 10 would not proclaim to the heavens that Sam was a franchise quarterback or should be the team's QB1 moving forward, no questions asked. He is him. <laughs> there was a lot of that on Twitter slash X. He is him. Uh, yeah, you're not hearing a lot from those people right now because he may not be him. Uh, trust me, I want he to be him, but lately he has not been playing like him. Uh, you can't arrive at true judgments on quarterbacks after just a few games. You gotta let the sample size grow. And as the sample size of Sam Howell has grown, he has not looked good. Now, the Commanders have three games left this season. Let's see how Sam does over those three games. I hope that he does really well. But uh, right now, he 
has a lot of work to do in order to be him. Uh, email from Michael King on Commander's Assistant Head Coach slash Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy writes, Mike, Eric Bieniemy has been turned down 16 times in terms of NFL head coaching opportunities, and the skins are the smart ones? No way. Bieniemy, like the rest of the coaches on this coaching staff, is terrible. He was not hired before because he is not good. I give you the following in support. He only brings Chris Rodriguez Jr. into the game for a play here and a play there. The team runs the ball every time and then takes Rodriguez right out each and every time. The team never runs anything other than a run with him in the game. Pretty easy for the defense to figure that one out. Ten plays to score toward the end of that game. Wasted three minutes or so. No urgency. Ran the same stupid place. <laughs> Beat your head against the wall. Terrible. Be glad when they are all gone. Uh, thank you for the email, Mike. Uh, the coaches, the executives, the players, uh, so many of them soon will be gone. There's no doubt about that. We on Tuesday's show talked about when Mike brought up in his email the uh, oh-so-slow pace, the glacier-like pace with which the commanders maneuvered on their final offensive drive in the 28-20 loss at the Los Angeles Rams this past Sunday. Was that pace on Ron Rivera? Was that pace on Eric Bieniemy? Was that pace on quarterback Jacoby Brissett? I don't know, but that pace was comical. I mean, the commanders were trailing 28-14 with just a few minutes left in the game and were operating as if it was the second quarter. I mean, huddling before plays, snapping the ball deep into the play clock, zero tempo, uh, it's a good thing that I and many of you wanted the commanders to lose that game because otherwise their behavior on that drive would be being talked about incessantly this week. That behavior reeked of an offense that had zero situational awareness, reeked of an offense that didn't know what it was doing, reeked of an offense that didn't care about what it was doing. Well, uh, an operation that is always on point in terms of awareness and execution is the great law firm of Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace has won millions of dollars for clients and was just named as part of U.S. News and World Report's Best Law Firm's 2024 edition. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call 202 202- 902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace fights for victims of all kinds of situations, including victims of errors made during diagnosis, during surgery, or with medication, victims of injuries caused by dangerous medications or medical devices, as well as defective auto parts, victims of accidents involving cars, trucks, bikes, or motorcycles, victims of deceptive trade practices and false advertising, heck, victims of shady lawyers. If your attorney acts in bad faith, is unethical in his or her counsel, or is negligent in his or her work, you could have a claim for legal malpractice. Paulson and Nace has represented corporate clients throughout the region. Attorneys Chris Nace and Matt Nace, they are experienced trial attorneys who are not afraid to take cases to trials. And that's because Paulson and Nace wins trials. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged, but aren't sure, call 
Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. Just don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Hey, if you are listening to this podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate the podcast. Uh, You can do so with a star rating. Five-star ratings are greatly appreciated. They help us out a lot, so thank you for doing them. Uh, The Commanders are 4-10 in this 2023 NFL regular season. Third double-digit loss regular season for Washington over the last five seasons. Eighth double-digit loss regular season for Washington over the last 15 seasons. Fifteenth double-digit loss regular season for Washington over the last 31 seasons. Uh, We as fans of this team have endured way too much losing for way too long. Hopefully, that's going to be changing with the massive football operations change for the team that is coming. And for more on that change, I am very pleased to welcome to the Al Galdi podcast for the first time sports analytics expert Neil Greenberg of the Washington Post. You can follow Neil on X at N Greenberg. Hey, Neil, how are you? I'm doing great. Getting ready for the holidays. How are you? Doing well. So we know that Commander's managing partner Josh Harris is big on analytics. Uh, nothing's for sure with what the team's football operations will look like once the uh, massive change is complete. But there certainly is an expectation, and I know in my case, an extreme hope uh, that the team's next football operations setup will include being big on analytics the way that, say, the Philadelphia Eagles are. Uh, the word analytics means different things to different people. What does an NFL team being big on analytics mean to you? How would you define that? Well, I would define it as just accumulating as much information as possible and having the right people in place to, to figure out what that information needs. But probably most importantly is being able to translate that information into actionable items. So, um, you know, I'll use football as an example. Like, you you never want to hear a coach tell the, the quarterback, you know, your time to throw is 2.6 seconds and it really should be 2.4 seconds. You want them to talk to them, hey, you're not getting out the ball quick enough. Here are some things we're going to work on. Here's, you know, here's our action plan. Um you know, the higher up you go, there's just different conversations that are taking place between different people. And, um, you know, Josh Harris, through his his other ownership of teams, namely the Philadelphia 76ers, the New Jersey Devils in, in hockey, um, are very analytically forward-thinking teams. I mean, Daryl Morey is president of basketball operations there in Philadelphia. He's, he's one of the first to adopt analytics. Um, in, in basketball at scale. Um, you know, the, the Devils are certainly one of the more quickly improving teams of, of the NHL. And, um, he, you know, the Harris Group has already started to make their mark on Washington by hiring Eugene Shen as its senior vice president of football strategy to oversee all analytics. Um, and he reports directly to the coach. <clears throat> but I think we're going to see a transformation at the coaching level especially um, to a to a person that 
that embraces analytics a lot more than, than Ron Rivera has. What I want and what I know a lot of people listening want is for the commander's next football operation set up to be the more traditional setup of an executive running player personnel and the executive hiring the head coach as opposed to the coach centric approach uh, to which we have become accustomed these last four years with Rod Rivera. But when it comes to what kind of head coach should be the team's head coach beyond this season, you on November 28th came out with a really interesting piece for WashingtonPost.com headline quote, NFL teams with offensive-minded head coaches are more likely to succeed, end quote. And the basic premise of the piece was that the numbers indicate that teams should prioritize offensive backgrounds when making head coaching hirings. Uh, This does back up what a lot of us have observed anecdotally, but what stood out to you in researching this piece? Well, the biggest thing is that the offensive-minded coaches had better defenses um, on on average. So, off the, you know, uh, coaches with prior experience on the offensive side of the ball board had fifty-five um, percent of them had top five defenses versus forty-five percent for you know the the coaches with the defensive background. And that's really what stuck out um, stuck out to me most. Um, you know, forget about the benefits of the offense. We all know. The NFL has gravitated more towards a passing game, more towards offense. Um, the old adage of defense winning championships hasn't been true for quite some time. Um, but the fact that the, the coaches with offensive experience have better defenses overall uh, really struck out to me. And, um, you know, I think that, that that's the direction that, that, this, that this franchise should go. I mean, overhaul the offense, figure out who's going to play quarterback, and you know, start to to build from there, um, because that's that's ultimately what leads to success in the NFL in, in the modern NFL. Why do you think it is that offensive-minded head coaches have had better defenses than defensive-minded head coaches have had? You know, that's that's a good question. Um, my guess is they they. My, my guess anecdotally is that they know what they're good at and they hire people that are smart in, in the defensive side and, and kind of let them run their, their own thing. Um, I think it's too easy for defensive for a head coach with a defensive background to, to take over the defense in, in times of trouble. Um, I feel like we see that more often on, with defensive-minded coaches than offensive-minded coaches. Um, but I... You know, but it, it also could be the offense. You know, is on the field longer. They're they're just more impactful. They have chances to be more impactful, and you know, maybe makes the, the defense easier because you know, as an offense performs better, the opposing teams become more one dimensional, which allows the defense to defend better. Um, so, you know, a quick example. You know, if you're up big. The, the opponent is going to run less, they're going to pass more, so that, that definitely can can help narrow down the game plan for defensive coaches. Um, that, to me, is probably the main driver, um, at least on the surface, that's what it would appear to me. Well, the two currently employed NFL head coaches who've come up as potential next commander's head coaches uh, are two guys with primarily defensive backgrounds, the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, putting aside whatever likelihood that you believe there is to each guy becoming available and being willing to be 
the commander's next head coach. Should Josh Harris be interested in a Belichick or a Tomlin if he's available? Uh, Belichick, absolutely not. I mean, I, I think it's very, 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 very clear that Tom Brady was driving those championship years, and it, and it wasn't as much as Bill Belichick as we as we probably thought. Um, plus, I don't think you can get a guy like Bill Belichick and not give him control of player personnel, which I just don't think is the way to success in, in the modern NFL. I think you have to have someone that makes the personnel decisions, and you have to have someone that, that coaches those players. Um, you know, the dialogue and the power structure between them is is whatever. Um, I just think that whenever you concentrate too much, it, it there's there's almost no accountability, right? Because I, I hear it in... in in the Rivera press conferences all the time, <clears throat> how, you know, the players didn't play or they're, they're, you know, they're not doing the right things. And, you know, my question and, and the follow-up that never gets asked is, well, is it because they're the wrong players on the roster or the coach is not getting, you know, what they need to out of the players? And obviously that's a trick question because Rivera is responsible for both of those. Um, so I just think that it's, it, Bill Belichick for me would be a complete non-starter you know, Mike Tomlin is interesting. You know, I guess you get the the, the culture change vibe right away. Um, but my 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 follow up to that would be, well, what would it cost, right? I mean, you know, you may have like a top five draft pick. You're certainly not going to give that up. Um, and I just think that there are other there are other coaches out there that can probably do as good a job or better. I mean, you know. I wouldn't say Tomlin is, is wowing anybody in terms of what he's doing with the um, the Steelers this year, and you know I just think that this is a chance to get a um, you know just just new perspectives and uh, new takes on on the sport, and you know you don't have to go with people that have you know fifteen twenty years experience. I, I think that there's plenty of room to get fresh takes on on the way the game is being played today. I'm with you on that. Much more with Neil Greenberg on the Commanders in moments. And I am going to get Neil's take on the ongoing 13-game gold drought for the Great Eight, the Capitals' top-line left wing, Alex Ovechkin. Well, always great is the work of Nova Fireplace and Stove. Uh, If your home needs fireplace, stove, or chimney work, and you live in Northern Virginia, get with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Nova Fireplace and Stove is outstanding. It handles gas fireplace sales service and installation, handles gas, electric, and wood stoves, and handles chimney cleaning and repair. If you live in Northern Virginia, stay warm and upgrade the feel and value of your home with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off select in-stock gas inserts and $1,000 off select in-stock wood inserts. Offer good while supplies last, but this is a tremendous deal. Nova Fireplace and Stove, it has been around for more than 20 years. It is run by big commanders fans, my guys Daniel and Stewart, and it has outstanding professionals. Uh, whatever the work that you need done requires, Nova Fireplace and Stove has. Master Gas Fitter, master electrician, class A contractor, licensed chimney inspector. And because of this, Nova Fireplace and Stove can complete your project without the need 
for any subcontractors, and Nova Fireplace and Stove can pull all of the necessary county permits for the work that is being done. Additionally, Nova Fireplace and Stove can perform fireplace and chimney safety inspections. See for yourself the work that Nova Fireplace and Stove can do. It is a showroom in Woodbridge, Virginia, and has a terrific website, Nova Fireplace and Stove. Com and take advantage of this great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off select in-stock gas inserts and $1,000 off select in-stock wood inserts. Join the Nova Fireplace and Stove family and experience the fireplace service and care that you deserve. Call 571-513-3803. That's 571-513-3803. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. More now with sports analytics expert Neil Greenberg of the Washington Post. Uh, Nothing about this commander season has been more surprising than the defense being as bad as it has been. As you probably know, NFL analytics pioneer Aaron Schatz has something called the plexiglass principle, which states that an NFL team that significantly improves or declines in a phase of the game in one season tends to see the opposite with that phase the following season, basically because significant improvement and significant decline tend to be functions of, at least in part, luck and circumstance. Uh, Few entities in the NFL capture the plexiglass principle as well as Washington's defenses of the last five seasons do. Uh, The team, for five consecutive seasons now, has alternated between having a really bad defense and a really good defense. Uh, Really bad defenses for the 2019, 2021, and 2023 seasons. Really good defenses for the 2020 and 2022 seasons. Uh, Is this just how NFL defense now is? Volatile, unpredictable, year-to-year? Well, I, I think a lot of what we measure defensive success around, at least you know, in the mainstream, is wrong. Um, you know, yards allowed, points allowed, um, you know, those kind of things. And I think when you look a little bit deeper, you know, the third down success particularly can drive a lot of success for a defense. You know, you talked about Aaron Schatz. Um, back when he used to do the football outsiders, and I'm talking like a decade ago, you know, he had one one of the things that jumped out to me and 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 really started getting me to follow him and his message was he did a, a thing on the San Diego Chargers and how, you know, they were really good offensively on third down and that's just something that's not sustainable year to year and, you know, the offense was due for regression the next year and it did. You know, the same thing is with defense. You know, if you have you know, if you defensively, if you're really good on third down, the sample size becomes so small that there's a, there's more noise than signal. And a lot of the metrics that we look at for defensive side, you know, there's there's a lot more noise than signal. Um, and I think, you know, I would even go so far as to include team wins in that category. You know, you look at, you know, Minnesota last year, they were very lucky to win, you know, 13 games. Philadelphia this year, 10-win team, you know, their point differential is more in line with a 7-win team. Um, you know, and those teams never really do well in the playoffs either. So I just think, you know, it comes down to what we're looking at, what we're measuring, and, I, and a lot of the mainstream ways to measure both offense and defense um, have just a lot more noise than signal. 
What's notable, though, is that Washington's defenses, even when viewed through the prism of something that is trustworthy, uh, the Aaron Schatz DVOA metric, defense-adjusted value over average, has had this extreme defensive volatility. Uh, Really bad total defense rankings for DVOA for the 2019, 2021, and 2023 seasons. Really good total defense rankings for DVOA for the 2020 and 2022 seasons. And so in thinking about the commanders moving forward, I feel like the right approach is to focus assets on offense and certainly not ignore defense, but understand that defense is a function of scheme and coaching and opposing quarterbacks in ways like never before. Yeah, we see that in fantasy football too, right? Like you ask anyone who who has been in fantasy football for a while, the the defense is the biggest crapshoot on the board, right? And that's why a lot of people suggest what's called streaming defenses, meaning pick up a different defense every week against a weaker opponent, uh, because it's very difficult. You look at the the preseason ratings for defense, and they're almost always the worst predictor of you know the final season best defenses. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 very difficult to you know to. To um, to rely on on a lot of the stuff and you know DVOA for people that don't know is an efficiency metric that's that's adjusted for strength of schedule. Um, so if you're you know if you're playing really good teams one year and you know it looks like you don't have a good defense, well you know the next year when you get a more favorable schedule that could improve and, and obviously the opposite is true. Um, so yeah, I mean defense in particular can be very fluky. Um, and that's why I think also we're seeing a lot more investment in, you know, offensive lines, quarterbacks, um, targets for quarterbacks, as opposed to, you know, defense, um, you know, cornerbacks and, and running backs and things like that. Commander's quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, the advanced stats for him this season are not good. Uh, he lately has not been playing well, and he, of course, got benched in the Commander's last game, the 28-20 loss at the Los Angeles Rams this past Sunday. Uh, that game was his 15th career NFL regular season game and start. What to you is an adequate sample size for having a good feel for what a guy can be as an NFL quarterback? where we talk about what we're evaluating and you know a lot of you know you look at Sam Howell in college and you know he, he one of his biggest weaknesses was holding on the ball too long and taking too many sacks well you know a lot of people said well that's college it'll be different in the pros but we know that's not the case because oh look what's happening he's holding on to the ball too long and he's taking a lot of sacks and I, I think you know a college career and a bunch of games in the NFL you know, is enough to start evaluating a quarterback. And, you know, you'll start to see some tinkering from the offense. We certainly saw that, and and it definitely helped. um, You know, it definitely helped um, Sam Howell. You know, he had a pretty decent stretch against Philadelphia and New England. Um, He had a couple of other good games, uh, solid games in there. Um, But that's the thing with Howell, right? Like, his ceiling and talent, I don't think anybody would disagree as high especially when, you know, the play goes off kilter and he kind of has to create something out of nothing. He's really good at that. But his floor is really, really, really low. Um, and it's very difficult to, to win games that way because you don't know which Sam Howell is, is going to take the field. Um, so I would say he's, 
he's probably going to be like a Drew Locke type quarterback, right? Where we're going to see him start some games. We'll see him back up some teams. Um, I don't think he's the quarterback of, of anybody's future. Um, because you just can't live with the, with the downside that he has, which are sacks and, you know, ill-timed interceptions. Um, it just doesn't make up for, for, for the good games. Um, you know, because you end up losing to teams like, you know, the Giants, but right? you end up getting crushed by a team like the Giants, you know, 31 to 19, you end up, you know, narrowly beating Arizona, who was, you know, by a lot of, a lot of people thought we're going to be tanking early in the season. You barely beat Denver, which, you know, were, were two games that, you know, you were, you look like you, you could have lost. Um, so I just think it's very difficult to, to trust Howell this way. And I think we have plenty of, of tape and stats and analysis and everything else to know that he's he's just not the guy going forward. Well, you mentioned the two big statistical issues for Sam Howell this season, sacks and interceptions, with the former being a huge issue earlier this season and the latter being the bigger issue more recently. Uh, on November 14th came out with a piece for WashingtonPost.com, headline, quote, in an NFL sea change, sacks are hurting offenses more than interceptions, end quote. Uh, obviously, a quarterback wants to avoid both taking sacks and throwing interceptions. But which thing is the more damaging thing to an NFL offense? Well, the sacks, because the sacks are are um, they're drive killers, right? I mean, interceptions are obviously drive killers, but um, you know there there are just so many more sacks to interceptions than interceptions in any given game, like three to one. Um, so sacks are going to be just a part of it, and if you can't evade sacks or you take more sacks than normal, it's just going to cost your team more points. And um, you know, I always look at um, you know I always look at the drive statistics when it comes to you know how many sacks were taken, and you know I think that that really um, you know tells you all you need to know about just you know, how damaging sacks are. You know, drives with no sacks score about 2.1 points per drive. Um, you know, dr- drives with one sack are half that. So, I mean, you, just by taking one sack on a drive, you've already cut your production in half. Um, and, you know, if you obviously if you have more, more than one sack on a drive, that just makes it worse. So, you know, one sack just has so much... Um, it just has so much on the line and it just becomes that much more difficult to score. You know, no sacks, you score a touchdown about, you know, 24% of the time, one sack or more that drops to like 5%. So you're just really putting yourself at a disadvantage, um, by taking sacks. And then, you know, again, you have a, 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 a passer who was on a historic pace for sacks, you know, taking as many as nine per game. Um, you know, that just, that just compounds the issue and, and just makes it untenable. One more for you. I know that you're a big Capitals fan, so I do want to get your take on what's happening with Alex Ovechkin. Age 38 season, in the midst of this NHL career-worst regular season goal drought of 13 games, uh, he, for this regular season, has just five goals. Now, uh, he is generating shots. He, for this regular season, leads the Caps by miles in shots on goal, 104, and leads the Caps in expected goals and he has a very low shooting percentage. All of that would suggest that Ovi is being victimized by bad luck. Uh, is that the case, or are we truly seeing the decline of the great eight? 
Well, both are happening, right? So, you know, his he's at a career low shots per game. Um, he's come close to this before in uh, 16, 17, and 11, and 12, like 2011, 2012. Um, but it's still, you know, as far as NHL forwards go at an elite level, he's still like in the top, you know, two percent of the league's forwards in terms of, of shot volume. Um, but like you said, there's there's a lot of bad luck there. I mean, his shooting percentage is also, you know, at a career low of four point eight percent. You know, it's only been below ten percent one other year back in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Um, so this is this is really low, and you know you mentioned expected goals, which <clears throat> take into account where the shot was, what kind of shot it was, the angle of the shot, uh, whether it was at even strength or the power play. You know, it looks at all the different shots that that are similar to that, and and how often they score a goal, and you know you get kind of your expected goals. So we should have, you know, eleven goals probably at this point, not just five, which is a big difference. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, he's getting older. Um, you know, his shots aren't falling. Um, you know, now they're moving around on the power play. And, you know, it's going to become difficult. And I wrote about the chase of Gretzky. I think, you know, depending on how this season goes, it, it could really uh, it could really impact his chase. And, um, you know, you can only really have one clunker season at this point. I think if, you know, you have a 15-goal season followed up by a 15-goal season, um, you know, it starts to become a little bit difficult. At the very least, it starts to impact whether it'll be at Capital One Arena in D.C. or a potential new building huh. in Virginia. Yeah, good point. Uh, sports analytics expert Neil Greenberg of the Washington Post. Uh, Neil, thank you, and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Talk to you soon. All right, Neil Greenberg, good stuff. Uh, Well, we heard Neil reference fantasy football. Underdog Fantasy is the best site for fantasy sports, pro football, college football, pro basketball, college basketball, hockey. The daily pick'em games are super easy and fun. The season-long fantasy is simple. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. Underdog Fantasy offers daily contests and season-long fantasy. In fact, Underdog Fantasy offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code GALDI. 
must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL, and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Hey, let's talk some college basketball. Tuesday night, a busy night as we had Maryland, Georgetown, Virginia, and James Madison all in action. Maryland and James Madison won. Georgetown and Virginia lost. Uh, Maryland improved to 7-4 and four overall this season with a 73-67 win over Nichols State at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland on Tuesday night. Facing a Nichols State team that came into the game just 4-6 and six on the season. Uh, this game was a lot closer than it should have been. The Terrapins in the second half trailed by 9 points at 43-34. Uh, the Terps then won the rest of the game 39-24. Know uh, this, Nichols State's head coach is 28-year-old Tavon Sadler, uh, who spent last season with the Terps. Uh, he was their director of player personnel. Tavon Sadler, the youngest head coach in Division I men's basketball. This was Terps head coach Kevin Willard during his postgame press conference on Tuesday night. I think what we saw tonight was, you know, Tavon had his team really ready to play. I think you got to give Tavon Sadler a ton of credit. Uh, they came in. Um, they were well prepared. They had 10 days off to, to kind of get ready. They ran some things that we hadn't seen. Um, I think this is more about Tavon and, and Nichols than it is anything else. 
Well, the Terps' defense on Tuesday night was shaky. They allowed Nickel State to go 12-22 on threes and generated just eight Nickel State turnovers. So the Terps did hold Nickel State to just 11-37 on twos. And the Terps lucked out. Nickel State went just 9-17 of 17 on free throws. If Nickel State makes its free throws, this is maybe a different outcome uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, the Terps, like Nickel State, were good on threes, but bad on twos and free throws. The Terps went 10-27 on threes, but just a 12 of 35 on twos and just 19 of 29 on free throws. Uh, A wacky game for the Terps' top big 6'9", Julian Reese. His shooting was horrendous, uh, but his rebounding and defense were really good. Uh, Reese in 34 minutes as a starter went just 3 of 13 from the field, all twos. Uh, And he went just 3 of 11 on free throws. This guy could like not make a shot. He scored just nine points, but Reese also had 13 rebounds, including six offensive boards, and he had six blocks. Uh, 6-1 point guard Jameer Young, he had 36 minutes as a starter, went 3-6 on threes and 10-10 on free throws. Uh, He did go just 2-7 on twos, but he finished with 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists versus 2 turnovers. And 6-8 Dante Scott, uh, he in 32 minutes as a starter, went 4-8 of on threes. Great to see that. Uh, He went 0-1 on twos, 3-4 on free throws. He finished with 15 points and 7 rebounds. Uh, The Terps now have won 18 consecutive home games. Next up for Maryland is the team with the longest active home winning streak in Division I men's basketball, UCLA, uh, which has won 29 consecutive home games. The Terps are at UCLA Friday night at 9. Georgetown has begun conference play this season, but the uh, conference opener did not go so well. Uh, the Hoyas for this season fell to 7-5 and five overall and 0-1 in the Big East with a 74-64 loss at Butler on Tuesday evening. The Hoyas trailed for the entire second half, including trailing by at least 10 points for most of that second half. The Hoyas got crushed in the paint. Uh, they held Butler to just 4 of 18 on threes, but allowed Butler to go 23 of 41 on twos and got outscored in the paint 46-22. As the Hoyas did not shoot well from the field, uh, 7 of 22 on threes, 17 of 40 on twos. A bright spot was the 6-6 North Carolina transfer Dontrez Styles. He in 29 minutes as a starter went 3 of 5 on threes and 5 of 9 on twos. Finished with 19 points and 6 rebounds. But the rest of the Hoyas went a combined 4 of 17 on threes and 12 of 31 on twos. Uh, the Hoyas best player was back. 6-2 Illinois transfer Jaden Epps. He did return from a two-game absence caused by illness, but Epps in 27 minutes off the bench went just 3-10 from the field. 1-4 on threes, 2-6 on twos. He went 5-6 on free throws, finished with 12 points. Next up for Georgetown, a big game at number 6 Marquette Friday night at 7. A rough loss for number 22 Virginia on Tuesday night. The Wahoos got walloped. Uh, they fell to 9-2 and two overall this season, a 77-54 loss at number 23 Memphis, uh, which has as its head coach the former Memphis star, the former NBA star, Penny Hardaway. 
the Cavaliers never held a lead in this game. The Cavs' defense wasn't great, but their offense was the real problem. Uh, the Cavs scored just 54 points, went just 4 of 19 on threes, and just 6 of 10 on free throws. Did go 18 of 37 on twos, but the Cavs committed 18 turnovers to Memphis's 12, got outscored in terms of points off turnovers, 27-8. Uh, 6'3", Reese Beekman did do some good things, but he committed an uncharacteristic five turnovers. So here was Cavs head coach Tony Bennett during his postgame press conference on Tuesday night. I mean, they're legit athletic, um, and their plan is to make you make plays off the dribble and disrupt. And, um, you know, obviously Reese has the ability to do that. And, you know, everyone else for us struggled in that regard. And then they really started, you know, trying to take it out of Reese's hands or deny and switch everything and, and again, be disruptive. Um, so, you know, I think when that happened, when they made some plays with their athleticism and uh, disrupt us, then all of a sudden we made some uncharacteristic. We couldn't even, you know, dribble past, make a simple play, and then that just sort of snowballed and they took advantage. And I knew they'd shoot it. I was hoping our defense would be much better, but they struggled to make the threes against Clemson. And uh, they're very dangerous when they start knocking down threes. And, and they're, they're, again, their experience, their quickness, uh, athleticism is real. And uh, that, um, you know, if you don't have a level of real good soundness in that game and tough-mindedness, it's hard to stay attached. And they took it to us. I thought we answered early, okay, you know, 13-1, we got back into it. But every time I thought we're getting some footing, all of a sudden it was either a careless turnover or they made a play, or we, and we broke down certainly defensively. We couldn't, couldn't even do that stuff that well. Well, also on Tuesday night, the Hoos had 11 offensive rebounds to Memphis's six, but somehow got outscored by Memphis in second chance points, 14-4. Two sophomore guards for the Hoos struggled in particular. 6-4 Isaac McNeely, he in 32 minutes, five seconds as a starter, went just one of eight from the field, uh, 0-5 on threes, one of three on twos, and he committed four turnovers. And 6-6 St. Thomas transfer Andrew Rohde, he in 22 minutes, 21 seconds as as a starter, went 0 of 5 from the field, 0 of 4 on threes, 0 of 1 on twos, and he had a game worse plus minus rating of minus 27. Uh, next up for Virginia, home to Morgan State, Wednesday night, December 27th at 7. And winning in blowout fashion on Tuesday night was number 20, James Madison. It improved to 11 and 0 overall, continuing the best start to a season in the history of the program. Uh, an 87 48 blowout of Coppin State at Atlantic Union Bank Center in Harrisonburg, Virginia. The Dukes went just 6-24 on threes, but held Coppin State to 1-13 of on threes. And, get this, JMU generated a stunning 30 Coppin State turnovers. Yeah, Coppin State committed 30 turnovers, tying the most turnovers ever forced by the Dukes in a men's basketball game. They finished this game (laughs) with 22 steals. Uh, Next up for James Madison at Morgan State, Friday afternoon at 1. And if you are looking for tickets to a college basketball game for you or for someone else as a gift this holiday season, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the Game Time app. 
What makes Game Time great is its best price guarantee. So you don't have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. Game Time's best price guarantee means that you'll always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about Game Time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, also, Game Time is the app. For last-minute ticket deals, you don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Find out why. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time which is offering a great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code ALGALDI. Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Thursday show, episode 725. We'll provide you with more on the Commanders as they on Wednesday are beginning their practice week for their game at the New York Jets this Sunday afternoon at 1. Also on Thursday show, I'll talk Capitals. The Caps are home to the New York Islanders Wednesday night at 7.30. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Alabama, 20 points after halftime, all with Tagovailoa at quarterback. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.